Podcast. It's Pivot Wednesday, bitches. All right. Back to season two, episode 23, the one with the chicken pox. Did have you, you <laughs> have you had chicken pox? I have had, I know we were like waiting to ask each other this question. I have had chicken pox. Have I you? feel like I have. I just don't remember it. I was really little, but I remember my mom telling me that she had to like, because my sister and I had them at the same time. And yeah. so she had to like put mitts like on our hands so that we wouldn't scratch. you're like phoebe and we were just like ryan phoebe and ryan so that's hilarious but you don't remember but you're pretty sure you did i think so i'd have to ask my parents mm-hmm. honestly i actually have a chicken pox scar oh from scratching mm-hmm. it's on my like right you nobody can see me but tiana but it's like right by my uh earlobe mm. right in front and so it feels like a mole but it's just like a little scar tissue huh. so mm. yeah don't scratch too hard, guys. <laughs> Ooh, yes. All right. So this episode, um, our writer is Brown Mandel. Mm-hmm. It's a quite a unique name. It is a cute, uh, unique name. Brown. And Dr- then our fave. Director Michael Lembeck, love. Yep. An original air date, May 9th, 1996. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the recap, we do... We did a lovely tribute to Matthew Perry, who has since passed. This will come out a little bit later. So if you haven't listened to our tribute, please go listen to it. We talk about all things Chandler Bing and Matthew mm-hmm. Perry and some of our favorite things. So yeah, still reeling over here a little bit. Yeah. It's, so today's November 1st. This will come out next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, we did do a, a review on his book, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Yes. Highly, season one. Highly recommend going Which you and think listening says, to Because it, it talks about Chandler, but it also talks so much about more about who he was and his just addiction struggles and why he got into acting and why he spoke the way he spoke. Like there's so much, so much goodness in there. And then also just read his book because it's so good. It's so well written, you guys. You'll devour it, I promise. All right, so episode recap? We shall. Let's do it. Let's get into Phoebe. Phoebe. So Phoebe has a Navy, uh, Navy guy, Ryan, mm-hmm. coming to visit her for two weeks after being in a submarine for two for years. Is that still, is that true? Do people, do the Navy, does the, I have, I have a cousin in the Navy and I sh- so I should know this. I should ask her, but I, I wonder that. Do people sit in submarines for years? That seems yeah, that's weird. a good question. <laughs> it doesn't seem... Like, that's a thing. Like, I know that they would get deployed, but, like, to actually be in a sub for years. Like, that doesn't seem logical to me. It doesn't seem healthy. (laughs) No. Anyways, she has a lot of romantic plans for the next two weeks, but her plans get bamboozled by getting the chicken pox from Ross's son, Ben. Mm -hmm. Ryan shows up and Phoebe reveals her pox. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't care and decides to kiss her anyways, but then he gets the pox as well. The whole part where she, like, reveals herself, I think, is so cheesy but funny. is is me. (laughs) The lightning and the thunder. I know. (laughs) They end up having to quarantine at Monica and Rachel's because uh, Phoebe's grandmother has not had the pox. Mm -hmm. Um, They play board games where Evan admits to stop from scratching and then after two weeks of two weeks of scratchy oven mitt sexless time ryan has to leave okay this is my question did chicken pox last two weeks i see there's so much with this storyline that i just don't know right i'm i'm just like i don't know i gotta i gotta know like how long do chicken pox last well and like i think this is 
so I did see that like symptoms of chicken pox developed two to three weeks after exposure. So like ah. Phoebe was exposed and then the next day Ryan showed up. But like, I think there's just a lot of research that wasn't done on the chicken pox virus or being in the Navy that we're just going to have to <laughs> hand wave away with the storyline. This is like birthdays and ages yes. kind of shit. Yeah. Four to seven days in adults. Okay. Yeah. So no. And I also like have a hard time believing that they wouldn't still try to get it on. Like, Oh my God, th- me too. I was like, well, you both have it. Might as well just have sex now. I'm sorry. If that were me, like, yeah, I, I would be a hundred percent like screw the chicken pox. It'd probably feel good to have sex at the chicken pox. Right. I, I do think that is probably like they like two times I think they try but then like end up scratching so maybe they're, they're saying like yeah you can try to have sex but you're just gonna end up scratching right exactly because all their scratching scenes like they're making sex noises but they're really just trying to get the itch out yes absolutely oh gosh I love it so in the beginning and I wanted to know your thoughts the rest of the characters like m- you know Monica has her own storyline but like Fe- Rachel and Ross are kind of like woven in a little bit to this mm-hmm. but at the beginning like Monica, Rachel brings the muffin to, oh, to Chandler, Chandler and and Monica, and they fight over it. And Chandler licks it, and then Monica doesn't want it. But like, I would still eat the muffin even if Chandler licked it. I is that gross? I think it's gross. <laughs> it's just a lick, though. I mean, and it's only on a little bit. It's a lot of bacteria. You don't know where his mouth's been. I don't know, Chandler. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't get I'd back. I'd still try to though. have sex with chicken pox, and I'd still eat the muffin, even though Chandler <laughs> licked it. I'm just a pillar of cleanliness over here. <laughs> Surprises me about you. I know, right? <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, all the all the innuendos are so good, mm-hmm. and Chandler can't get out his quips because he ate the muffin. So <laughs> the one this guy goes down for like two years at a time. I know. That'll teach you to lick my muffin. I like when they know that Chandler is such a quippy guy and he's in places where he like messes them up, can't get them out. Or like there's so there's a few um, periods throughout the show where they it's a thing of like silencing Chandler's quips. Yeah. This one is funny. Pointing out that he got something wrong. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Chandler, you messed it up. Yeah. You're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I thought this was just so funny. Like, Kooky Phoebe would have a fling with a clean-cut military man. Oh, totally. Like, remember when she dates a cop? Oh, yeah, I really love that. It's just, like, this hippy-dippy woman, and, like, when they put her together, like, with these juxtaposing men, it's so funny. It is really funny. And Phoebe does not have a type. No, actually, now that you say that, like, she really does. Like, she dates a scientist. She dates the pianist. A pianist. Um, oh, she dates the artist kindergarten teacher yes. and then the, oh, the firefighter, the, firefighter, so the gym guy, the, um, oh, the active guy. Yes. The active guy. The balls are hanging out. <laughs> oh my She just gosh. doesn't have a type. I love that about her. See, I love Phoebe even more now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man. Um, so some questions about Rachel's white dress with the flowers. Okay. Yeah. Like they show up and they like take care of Phoebe and Ryan and like, did you notice how horrible that dress was? I didn't even notice it, which it tells you something. It was so bad. It looked bad. So the fashion in this episode was really bad. Yeah, it was like non-existent. It was really bad. Ugh. But and like what they did to Rachel was just. Well, I think that they needed to probably tone her down because she's such a like ancillary character in this episode. She's she is really not a major 
yeah, I don't know. Major line in this one. So maybe they had to like make her look uglier, I guess. I don't know. I think you're reaching for that one. Maybe I'm, I'm going to go with it, but <laughs> I think someone's like, this is a pretty dress and it was not. <laughs> Whoops. But just some funny, like funny phrases from this uh, storyline. This is a low budget budget puppet show. And they're like waving their hands around. <laughs> Phoebe's like, too bad. You can't see what finger I'm holding up right now. I know <laughs> the, it is as problematic or just un like the whole moo point of just the, what you call it? The fucking chicken pox story. It is funny. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think it's really great. Um, it's so at the end when Ross is, they're all saying goodbye to Ryan and, and they're all asking him questions. He's like, I really can't say. Yeah. Ross. Wow. It's neat learning about submarines. <laughs> That's a good one liner. It is a good one liner. Yeah. Um, shall we move on to Monica? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is, I really like the storyline. So Richard has made the bed for Monica, but it's not up to her standards. So she tries to remake it. Richard catches her. Monica gives her logic to Richard on how best to make the bed. Richard loves her even more despite her. I mean, her. it's good logic in my opinion. Of the flowers because of yes. the sun. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Monica loves now that she can be totally neurotic around Richard, like how um, she tabs the duct tape, sets her clock six minutes fast, but it leads Monica to realize Richard has no clue, has no cute obsessive things until Richard realizes he has to sleep on the left side of the bed because that's the side the ocean would be on from when he was growing up in California. Otherwise the ocean would be on the wrong side. I loved it. I was like, okay, I need to know, do you have any weird neuroses like that? Like uh, not cleaning stuff, like the tab on the the duct tape, but like the weird like flower thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I, that totally makes sense. Like the tag, the, the tag on the duvet goes down here. The flowers face up. Cause the sun, you know, like that to me makes total sense. Yes. Yes. I need to know if you have any weird things like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just the way that like the dishwasher is loaded, like must be in a methodical purpose. You know what I mean? Everybody knows cups go on the outside, bowls go on the inside on the top. Like, there's a certain way we do things. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love this. There's so there's so many. I'm I have so many neurotic stuff. I have a very very weird one. I have one like when Graham puts the cups in the cupboard, sometimes he'll put them like opening down. Like uh-huh. like they they did in the dust bowl during the depression or some shit. Like no, put the cups face up. Like what are you doing putting <laughs> them down? I put mine down. What what is that? I don't know. I think that that's how my mom did it. So that's just how we do it. <laughs> you ask her. So were you a part of the dust bowl? <laughs> but you can't stack your mugs on top of each other as easy. I'm not stacking mugs. Okay. <laughs> they have too many mugs. I have a weird neurosy thing. Okay. This isn't a neurosy. It's just like a weird thought process thing. When I was little, I don't know why I thought this, but whenever I drank out of a glass... Like I wanted to be able to see everybody. So whenever I drink out of a, like a cup or a mug or anything, I will never face it to the person I'm talking or like I'm in a room with. I always face it like elsewhere so I can see them. That's weird. Thank you. Yes. I don't know why. That is weird. And who knows? I have one where like, I really only like like the volume on anything to be in even numbers. Yes. Like putting the volume at like a level 13. Like, what are you doing? No, it's 12 or 10. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
I like it. Monica, um, you are not alone. No. And like, this is literally me and Graham. Like, oh my God. I thought that the whole, the whole bed conversation, yes. you know what I mean? Like he will do his best when the baby comes. That's all I can hope for. <laughs> yes. Oh so, boy. If it's, this is so cute, Richard. If it's not a right angle, it's a wrong angle. Oh and I God. do have those things where like, I need like everything to be like, like if, if, if the laptop here is not like directly parallel to the edge of the desk, like mm-hmm. throughout the day, I will like adjust my laptop, like a millimeter right or left. No, I, I have that with all of my notebooks and all my notepads on my desk. I'm a lot more type A when it comes to work stuff. And now that I work from home, it's a little weird because it's like, I focus it mostly on my desk, but then it spills out into my house and I'm like, Oh yeah, here we go. Yep. So yes. Yep. Love Do it. you have a side of the bed? Yes. Um, Monica's side. So of you're the looking bed. at the bed. You're on the right side of the bed. Yep. And Paul is on the left side. That there's nothing that that came from. It just like that's the side of the bed I feel more comfortable on. He likes the other side. It just it it worked out really well. I grew up with a um with a twin bed, so I didn't have yeah. like a big bed, so I didn't like sleep on one side or the other. Graham and I's just changed. We flip flopped over the years. Now I'm we're surprised. consistent. And I don't know if either of us has a preference. Really, it's just like what ended up happening. Yeah. It's so funny how that happens. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. Joey Chanandlerbong. Yes. So Joey needs extra money, gets a job at Chandler's company as a processor. This storyline. It's so fucking love it. It's so good. I love, I love Chandler work stories. Mm. Talk about good Chandler. We are in our tribute episode. We broke down our favorite episodes of featuring Chandler I just love any episode of Chandler at work because it's so funny. It's so, it's so funny. different than his like the he he's still Chandler at work, but like Chandler at work is still like boss man Bing, <laughs> and then Chandler at like with the friends is like goofy funny Chandler. Yeah. Um, Joey. So Joey gets the job. He makes up an entirely new persona, Joseph, who has a wife and kids, Ashley and Brittany. <laughs> Ashley copies everything Brittany I does. Know. At first, it's fun, but jo- Joseph ends up being a sneaking, brown-nosing suck-up who throws his co-workers under the bus and it drives Chandler crazy. <laughs> Chandler tries to fire Joey, but realizes he can't because he's not in his department. So Chandler decides to blow up Joey's imaginary life by making up his own imaginary <laughs> character, Chandy, <laughs> a rogue processor who seduces his co-workers' wives for sport and then laughs about it the next day at the water cooler. Oh, I think it just happened. You know what? I just did like the way the way that Joey takes Chandler like having an imaginary affair affair with his imaginary wife so serious and personal is hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. And then he's like, I got her underwear in my desk right there. Really? really? No. no freak show because <laughs> she's fictional. <laughs> oh, it's so the whole good. like, you know, we're thinking about having a third kid. You know what? Snaps his fingers. We just, just did. <laughs> Oh, that's some very powerful imaginary sperm you have, Joseph. There are a lot of good, a lot of good ones. Like, are all you processors dorks? <laughs> yeah. I like, so one of the lines that, that, um, coworker character had was, oh, Fleischman's group, don't touch a sandwich. And I was like, oh, this is like, it, it's not foreshadowing because there's no way they could have known this ahead of time. But it, it's funny because later down the line, Ross has a complete breakdown <laughs> over his sandwich. his sandwich. My sandwich. My sandwich. 
I do like, I do feel like Chandler's a good boss because he tried standing up for his people not working on the weekends. I know. I thought that that was sweet. And he was like, well, it's a holiday weekend, sir. And so I, I like that. Yeah. I'd work for Chandler. He's okay. probably fun. I bet. Like, I bet you he'd be a great boss. Yeah. I feel like Chandler's just really good at his job. Yeah. Which is Even funny. though he doesn't want to be. Those are the people though that I feel like make good bosses is because they're like, they're here. They hear, they see the human aspect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Those are our storylines. We'll be right back with some quick background and research. And we're back. We are back. All right. So some background research. Um, so at the very end, Ross and Rachel are kind of chatting and Ross says, you like that? Navy guy stuff basically and she's like oh yeah and he's like I will go like basically like runs out and goes and gets yeah. an outfit then comes in at the end of her shift and picks her up and is trying to be all romantic it ends up kind of spinning off into the trash can a little bit but that whole scene is an ode to an officer and a gentleman did you ever see that I know what it is I don't think I've ever seen it I've never seen it so I did look it up. It's a Richard Gere movie, which, oh, Richard oh, Gere. I love Richard Gere. Is he the officer? Yes. No. No. no He's yeah. the gentleman. Who's the officer? I don't or is know. she choosing between an officer and a gentleman? I honestly don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the officer and the gentleman is the same person. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But it's young Richard Gere, which you just, oh, you got to love. He's such a heartthrob. So it tells the story of Richard Gere, a Navy aviation officer, Beginning his training, blah, blah, blah. Well, who's, oh, he meets his first true girlfriend, a townie. He comes into conflict, blah, blah, blah. You know what this sounds like? What? Sounds like The Guardian. Kinda. Which is one of my favorite movies. Kevin Costner, Ashton Kutcher, if you haven't seen it, so good. But from 1982... Officer and a gentleman. Okay. I might need to watch that now. Yeah, I, I'm kind of intrigued, to be honest. I just, I just really like Richard Gere, too. Oh, yeah. I actually thought that tribute was always uh, some sort of reference to Top Gun. Oh, yeah, it could. I mean... I don't think so. I think, No, not now. No, I think you're right. Like, it is definitely an officer and a gentleman. But um, yeah. because the song playing is the song that was playing in the... In the movie, I think. Okay. So that's because that's not the song playing in Top Gun. But anyways, I love it. And this also kind of starts the whole fantasy thing with Ross and Rachel. Yes. Which that that also they takes get, off. We get into more in season three, which is funny. Oh, that's I did episode. just love how like Ross is trying to carry Rachel out and she's like, oh, no, wait, the lights. Oh, no, wait, my purse. Oh, no, wait, that like that's so typical of just like that. Always, I, I always do that. Like. Graham makes fun of me because I'll be like, my bracelets, like, there's always something that I have to, f I forgot to go run up and get. <laughs> I love that. It really takes the air out of the mood. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, but he tried. Okay, so Ryan mm -hmm. is a lieutenant commander in the United States Navy. He had been serving two years on a deployed submarine. If he had been, in fact, doing that, he would have been wearing, quote unquote, his dolphins, apparently, which are more formally known as submarine warfare insignia. Okay. A badge used to signify his qualification as a submariner, but he's oh. not wearing one on the uniform. So really no one did their research on this. No, absolutely not. 
which and his ribbons are not correctly following the order of precedence. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Who's our fact checker? Are we going to blame it on the intern again? Yeah, I feel like the intern was busy this day. He didn't come to work. He was out sick. My God. Okay. Char- talk- <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Let's talk about the Charlie Sheen of it all. I didn't know this. What? I, I didn't know this fact until I the, saw you put it in here. His name is Carlos Irwin Estevez. Which got me thinking. He Wait, wait a second. <laughs> Estevez. So he his brother is Emilio Estevez. Which I did know. I didn't know that. I did know that Emilio Estevez is Charlie Sheen's brother. But it's confusing because... Isn't his dad Martin Sheen? But that's not his real name. His real name is Martin Estevez. Oh. So I got deep. So he took his dad's fake name? Yes. <laughs> well, because obviously Martin Sheen was acting before right. Charlie Sheen was. So he like took on his name. So I got deep into the Sheen Estevez family for a minute. The ki- Martin Sheen's kids. Char- um, what was it? Carlos? So Carlos Emilio Rene Ramon. Ramon. All four of them, all in the business. I only knew about the two. Yeah. I didn't know about Renee so and Ramon. Renee is so Renee's the only um girl of the family. She's the youngest. And she acts and did a lot. She was in Heathers. What's Heathers? Oh, it's a really like classic eighties movie. It's kind of a cult like classic and it's all about these like high school girls who like go on a murderous spree they've remade heathers um so she was in that but she kind of got out of the acting world it looks like okay however ramon i just love saying it that way yeah um he did act in a couple things but he's more behind the camera so he's executive produced produced a bunch of stuff and like is in pre-production on a couple of things i saw okay so they're all still in the business and i think that that's so funny huh i wonder why martin sheen and charlie sheen were the only ones to change their names to stage names i don't know i wonder if do you think it's because they didn't want to have like the latin spin on their names maybe they thought it would make them more appealing to sound more white (laughs) probably yeah a lot of people do that which is unfortunate that that is a reality maybe not as much anymore but it's still there yeah for sure so interesting yeah really interesting it's such an interesting family like his mom his mom is an art major and so like they're all very like creative creative bunch i i really like charlie sheen in this episode like yes before he kind of went nutso yeah i actually really he's a really good actor yeah a two and a half men up until things kind of like dissolved a little bit for him in his personal life. Yeah. I actually really like two and a half before men. He, like before he started bringing hookers to Thanksgiving and shit. Yeah. You know, those <laughs> things I actually was reading up on him a little bit more recently and he was talking about, uh, it was an interview with his daughter mm-hmm. and she was talking about how she went and moved home with him for mm-hmm. a little bit. And it was like right at the tail end of his drinking getting really bad before he actually got sober. Mm-hmm. And, he said that that really bonded them even more because she saw how bad it was and then what he went through to like change things and everything like that. But his daughter's also really interesting as well and has... Which one? There's two. Shani? Shani? There's two daughters. It's a... It's it's an SH name. Okay. But... 
I guess that she recently came out and is um, OnlyFans model. Oh, yeah. Do you know the whole thing with Denise Richards? I think they're doing OnlyFans together. Shut up. Yeah. What? They're doing OnlyFans together. So there's there's Cassandra and Lola. Oh, it's it, it must be Cassandra. They must call her Shandy because there was a nickname. Sammy the- Sheen. Cassandra... Her, her, I think they, she goes by Sammy Sheen. That's who it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, what? Okay. And Charlie what? Sheen is not happy about it. He's not, but I think he's trying to be understanding. I'm confused. So you and your mother are on OnlyFans together. That just seems really unhealthy. <laughs> I mean, if they got to make the money, they're trying to make the money again. I guess. I mean, here's the thing is that like, yeah, she did an OnlyFans collab. <laughs> that's so interesting. With Sammy Sheen. I mean, I guess if that's how you want to bond with your mom and your mom is Denise Richards. Sure. I mean, it might get sure. you some more um, followers, that kind of thing. I mean, OnlyFans, weird. OnlyFans is a spectrum, right? I mean, it goes... It, it it runs the gamut of what is on it from what I understand. I mean, it's meant to be like paying for porn. Yeah. People put feet pics up there. Some people just use it as a paywall, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's meant for sexual stuff. Right. Let's just say that. Now I will say the one thing I do like about OnlyFans is that it allows sex workers to actually benefit from their work and get paid and get paid for it rather than somebody else getting paid for it. So that is one thing that I do agree with in that way that might be a very radical view for some people <laughs> did but, you see that denise Richards is coming up on the the season of real housewives of beverly hills i did i did see that and erica jane throws shade at her for being on OnlyFans. Oh, it's it's gonna It'll be come, so good it's gonna come to a head yeah i mean we're big real housewives fans over here you guys if you Woo-hoo. haven't watched it have you started the new season of beverly hills no i haven't watched any any Beverly Hills. Oh, that's right. You haven't watched any Beverly no. Hills. Oh, fuck. I'm You're so, in for a ride. I'm still so obsessed with New York. Those are like, I feel like I was a New Yorker in a past life. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, did you see the um, Vanity Fair article that came out about Bravo? No. Talk to me. Um, so, basically, Vanity Fair has been looking into Bravo, and we talked about whole the whole Bethany reality reckoning yep. shit. Um, but Vanity Fair did probably like a three month long investigation into Bravo and just its treatment specifically, I think of the real housewives, like they had past real housewives, current real housewives, but that went off the record, speak about their experiences and basically just how it's a toxic work culture. Um, they don't protect women. It's a company that it's a, it's a, it's a, they're benefiting off of women making terrible decisions, getting drunk, ruining their mm-hmm. lives for mm-hmm. fame all of that kind of stuff. Bethany has a very prominent role in the article. Um, oh fuck. There's uh, Leah mob speaks out about it. And Ebony K Williams. Those are the three, I think actual names. There's probably more. I haven't read the article, mm-hmm. but also I don't think I need to read the article. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Everyone's kind of like, it's this bombshell article, which it is, but it's also like, what did we like? Did anybody think that they were operating at the best? I mean, level has anyone seen these shows? Right. 
And this is just talking about casts, like full, like the actual cast. That's not talking about like production crews or any like no, behind it's just the scenes the tre- kind of stuff. It's just the treatment. Just well, the- it, it does talk about how producers, I think, uh, you know, do questionable tactics, which I agree, and, you know, things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a lot. There's just, there's just a lot about how like when Ebony went on to Real Hustlers of New York, she was the first black housewife and they hired some black producers trying to, trying to, I think do the right thing. But like, usually when you have new producers, you in, um, introduce them to the cast and like make sure that they're, um, all familiar and everything. And they didn't do that with those producers. So like Luann, allegedly Luann, Ramona and Sonia like would never respond to them. Like sounds like it was just a shit show. Yeah. I mean, did anybody think that Bravo was the pillar of like social responsibility? Absolutely not. Is it shit that they're going to probably have to deal with in the future? Yes. Yes. I'm kind of getting sick of Bethany. I, yeah. She, (laughs) I mean, I understand what she's doing. And I do think that a union for these reality people will be good. I don't, I think it's just, I don't think Bravo's in the minority here. I think reality TV is toxic. Absolutely. We love it. And it's one of those things are going to probably have to change. It's one of those things where you have to like consume responsibly, you know, like exactly. You exactly. We've had this talk about selling sunset. Like, Oh yeah. You cannot think that this shit, like, not saying that storylines are made up because I do not believe that. I and I will I will die on the hill for Bravo. Like I don't think that storylines are made up. Selling Sunset totally different. Oh, totally. But for the most part, the housewives like I don't think they make shit up. Like the whole like Kyle Mauricio stuff. Like they're just getting oh, yeah. divorced for storylines. Like that's no, I don't believe that. But I do think you have to consume responsibly. To your point, like yeah. keep in mind what these people are doing. Like there's alcohol involved. Like fame it you know don't get so into it to where you become a toxic problem like telling cast members that they should you know when i think when you start commenting on cast members you've gone too far you've gone too far yeah i mean i i really just think that it is pure entertainment and escape value for me i think it's it's fun to watch but i don't lose sleep over what uh Jenna Lyons said at the reunion or something, right? Or, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those fun things. It's like, okay, don't become a toxic fan. Please don't just, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you can't handle it, if it angers you too much, move on, find something different. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Like if they do have a union of some sorts, like I do think there probably should be protections for reality stars, residuals, that sort of thing. Yeah. I do think that makes sense. I agree. It's an interesting choice. What Bethany is doing kind of blowing up. Like I think Andy got pretty, pretty bad cut in that article as well. Oof. I mean, you know, know? but again, I don't think anyone's really surprised. I don't think people are like taking their pitchforks. Bravo. No. And I don't think people will. No. But it would be, you know, this is an opportunity for Bravo to be like, all right, you kind of just got called out. What are you going to do about it? And maybe this is an opportunity for them to do the right thing, even though like they should have been doing the right thing. You know how that goes. I also just don't know if they know how to do the right thing. They're very reactionary. Yes. Like rather than uh, thinking ahead. Stuff has come out about Ramona now and she's not going to be at BravoCon this year. And it's like shocking. 
you probably should have made that decision way back. You know what I mean? Like I could have told you that there was so much off about Ramona, like season <laughs> it gets four. dark. It gets dark. And it's like, oh, now you're going to not let her go. And it's like, they, they have a really big problem with like picking a stance and sticking with it and like trying and like doing the right thing right off the bat. Like they're so reactionary and so like people pleasing. Yeah. Like they just try to do what they think people will think is right. And yep. they really don't have a backbone. Yeah. Let's get it together. Bravo. We're rooting yeah. for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Back to friends. <laughs> um, Best friend. Who did you pick? I picked Monica. Okay. Because I identify with all of her fun, crazy things. <laughs> all of her neuroses. I I went back and forth, but I was going to pick, I, I am, I'm going to pick Ross and Rachel as a couple because they're taking care of Ryan and Phoebe. What? <laughs> I honestly, that is like the thinnest pick ever. I honestly didn't like anybody. I, w- I would be okay picking nobody in this episode. I just don't like anybody for best friend. I don't think anybody did anything magnanimous. But Monica is like, feels like she can actually be herself with her partner. That's huge. But the, does that make her best friend? It makes her best friend for me because I resonate with, so, with it so much. And I think it's great. I'm going to pick... <laughs> Richard. Okay. Because he... Yeah, you can't pick Ross and Rachel. They weren't in the episode. <laughs> I was like, I really don't want to pick anybody, to be honest with you. But Richard, because he goes to great lengths to make his partner feel accepted and okay. loved. And there we go. That is a better argument. I'm like, okay. I cannot Thank let you. you make it a pick with that. I, I just honestly, I was just like, I don't like anybody this episode. I really don't. Okay. Who's taking your win? Joey. Yeah. Joey. Oh my God. Joey. This was easy. But it's so funny. So like he's funny. being the biggest friend of me, but it's really funny. It's almost like you want to pick him as your best friend because, because it's so it's fucking so funny. Like, yeah. Dude, this is brilliant. Like he's talking to Jeannie. Head you should have just picked him for your best friend. Should have just done it. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, our kids go to the same school. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your Joey sandwich rating? I think I give this one a three. A three. I was ver- very much on the verge of a four. Yeah. But I think after talking it out again, I'm I'm at a three. It's a basic episode. I think all the storylines are solid. And there's like some really funny parts with Joey and Chandler, but I don't really think that anything stands out to me other than Charlie Sheen as a guest. I picked a, I made it a four because like when I, when I found myself watching, I was like, there are so many good quotes and the Monica and Richard storyline and Joey Chandler are, are really, really funny. Yes. All I right. really, really like them. And even Charlie Sheen showing up, like it's, it's, it's funny, you know, it, yeah, the he- puppet show with the mitts and all that stuff. <laughs> like I think it's good. Yeah. All right, next episode is our season finale, the one with Barry and Mindy's wedding. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh man. Cannot wait, you guys. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening to the Pivot Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. You can also email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com with all your questions, comments, and thoughts. No concerns. Bye. Bye.